0: Welcome to the Dental Breakdown Show. This show is where we break down issues in the dental marketplace. My name is Christian White, CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. Let us introduce our guest to the podcast today, Christopher Lee. Welcome.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Good, Chris. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Uh, Why don't we start out today by having you tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So I'm a longtime uh, teacher at science teacher at Apple Valley High School. Um, I started in April of 1985, so I just finished up my 35th year teaching. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: yep. I've been um, teaching physics and chemistry, and I coached uh, boys soccer for 32 years and girls hockey for 17. Um, And about five years ago our school won a department of labor grant and they put in a international fabrication lab and I was kind of in on the beginning of that. So I switched over from teaching, uh, physics to teaching and developing curriculum in the fabrication lab that we run now. So I, I still do a lot of science. Uh, I still sneak physics into everything that we do. So my students, uh, they get all kinds of good stuff. So that's that's kind of what I've been doing lately um, but yeah it's it's been a pretty good ride uh, great school uh, great community and I'm very proud to be part of this this school and district
0: Chris that's awesome um, just so you know you know I am a graduate of, of Apple Valley I graduated in 94 so go Eagles <laughs> and my wife was actually, or me, my mother uh, was actually a, a, a teacher at Apple Valley for a while. So we got, we have a rich history with you guys.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: and my wife happens to be a PhD in chemistry, so the two of you would get along very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably would. I, I'm uh, looking at the science of all that's going on right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so let's get to this, uh, to uh, this piece, Chris. You've got an interesting story. Uh, you've got a program at Apple Valley where you are producing PPE, and you know, how did you get involved with that? How did that get started? You know, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So yeah, about the middle of March, uh, we kind of knew that we, as a school, uh, were going to start online learning. Uh, I actually did some online learning for quite a while for the University of Phoenix, so that transition for me personally wasn't going to be too bad, uh, but we basically went in one week from teaching in a physical setting to an online setting. So that that was quite impressive by our staff. So I have to commend our teachers for being able to do that. Um, And when the coronavirus started impacting uh, the U.S., um, I actually started looking at uh, what we could do it with the Fab Lab because we had all these machines, about half of the machines were donated by uh, the business partners that we've developed uh, through our STEM program. and I can talk about that in a little bit too. Uh, And the other half of the machines in the lab were part of our Department of Labor grant that we won in 2014. Uh, The lab got built in 2015 and then the grant ran for four years. So we just finished the grant um, about a year ago Uh, and our district and our school is still uh, funding that uh, STEM program because it's been so successful. So that's been a really good thing to see. So I think um, the third week in March, um, I was seeing where, you know, the medical community and then uh, assisted living centers and dentists and all those kind of areas, they couldn't get PPE. And um, I started looking at what we could do with our lab and and we could easily make a a lot of the PPE. So, uh, and then um, I got a text from the head of our STEM program, Jim Lynch, uh, who was a a biology teacher by trade too. he, he, uh, sent me a text on the 22nd or 23rd of March. Um, and I, and then my principal drew Mons, also texted me that he had seen, um, and asked if it was possible for the lab to, to make PPE. And I, I replied to them both that, yeah, I'd already been looking into it. And so that was like a Saturday. I think on Sunday I found, um, a really good um group uh through slack uh, which is a a messaging service for businesses um this group in the czech republic had designed uh they have some of the biggest 3d printing um sites in the world uh, and they had designed uh some really good um face shields uh so i looked at that design and, and thought that we could do that on on uh, Sunday night, I, in, instead of just messaging our principal, I just called him and said, here's here's kind of the plan. I'd like to, to look at seeing if we can get some of the material we need. Uh, he approved that. So on Monday, I was able to, I drove up to, I found Sunday night a site that had the correct uh, face shield material. It's PETG, it's a really good pl- uh, plastic polymer for, Um, for cutting and for forming. And so the owner or the sales rep, I found them on the web through Amazon. And so then I went to their website and they had contact information. So I emailed the guy and went to bed. It was pretty late Sunday night on the 22nd of March. And he emailed me right away. So when I got up in the morning, I I saw that. He had emailed me, so I drove up uh, there in Blaine and picked up five sheets of the PETG for cutting um, on our laser. And then um, I looked at they the, the this pressa group in the Czech Republic. They were using PETG for three uh, D printing the frames, and our printers are PLA, which is a, a different material. So I did some test prints on. Um, Monday morning. So when I got back with the shield material, I was able to make a couple of shields, and then um, I posted that on Facebook, and a bunch of my uh, former students uh, started messaging me. One of them is a ICU doctor at Abbott Northwestern, and mm-hmm. she, she, she. I, I brought. She came down to school on Tuesday, and um i gave her those and then she checked them we i wanted to make sure that the material could be disinfected because i didn't want to have one-time use um material Mm -hmm. um and so she used oxivir that's what they use for disinfecting which is like 0.5 percent uh hydrogen peroxide so if being a chemistry teacher i kind of knew that was going to be fine (laughs) um so um it worked um talked to Drew Mons, our principal, he said, go for it. And so then I started ordering material. It was really hard to get material. Uh, When I went up that Monday to the uh, Adhute uh, Graphics in Blaine, they had 680 sheets of the shield material. And he said, yeah, we're probably going to be out of it by Tuesday. And they were. So then we had to kind of improvise. I had enough to make 180 shields. Uh, So then we looked at polycarbonate shield material it's it's not quite as good for uh, but it worked. um so we made another 1600 uh shields with that material and and the people that we've donated to said it's been great you can reuse that too but now we've got more of the PETG so it's um for a while all of the supplies were being bought up uh, by oh, everybody worldwide didn't get it I couldn't find uh, material for bands for the strap on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're using number 64 rubber bands that we tied together. And that it works great. It's pretty comfortable. Um, but now I'm starting to be able to get some of that banding material, too. Uh, I went to uh, Joanne Fabrics uh, Monday, the 23rd of March, <sighs> and they you couldn't buy any elastic. It was all out. So it was just, I couldn't even get it locally. So that's, that's how much demand there was. Um, what's really cool, um, about this is a lot of the assisted living centers, the dentists, um, uh, and uh, you know, that our, our staff that has uh, family members uh, that are connected, they can't buy this PPE in small quantities. You have to go and buy like five thousand or ten thousand, correct? More, and so what we can provide is that the smaller numbers, and and that's really helped. Um, I, one of our another physics teacher I work with, his wife is a dentist, and um, their dental co- company took all of their PPE away, and so they had nothing. The oral surgeons needed face shields, so we gave them some, and they worked great, and a former student of mine who's a dentist and has his own practice in Apple Valley. He, I've given, uh, we've donated like 20, 25 to him. And so that, you know, it's, it works really well. And and we can actually adapt the, you know, because that I, we have all the files on hand, we can kind of customize them. So I've actually done a couple of custom, builds for the face shields Mm -hmm. because the shields that we have are like nine inches long so they'll go way down to the middle right here yeah Yeah, and which is really good protection Uh, we had a surgeon um, emergency doctor surgeon that said well some of us are bending down and looking down all day so that's too long can you make them seven inches and and we (laughs) that was pretty easy to do so so that's kind of what we've been doing so far. Um, we've helped out some of our STEM partners, business partners, which is really cool. So, you know, they've been helping us, and now we can help them back. So it's, it's been a good use of, of our equipment, and, and our partnerships have been great. So.
0: so, Chris, tell me, what type of an impact have you made in the small business community by being able to do this, do you think?
1: Um. I, you know, I, I think the panic that I saw from people that were running these businesses was real. Yes. Um, for example, Augustana Regent, they're one of our STEM partners. The head, Vicki uh had contacted us when they heard we were making these. And she had been looking since January. They had been anticipating this happening. Uh, with their assisted living center since January, and they couldn't find anything, any gear. They couldn't get anything. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to sl- supply enough for all their staff and all of the, their members to, uh, to, to use. Uh, same thing with, with the dentists that i worked with. Um, they've been able to, to use, and we've been a source for them to supply some of the, PPE that they need. So that's, that's been good. So I think that's been really useful. Um, another thing about the donations that we've received, uh, Jim Lynch, he's the head of our STEM program. He's been kind of running the, the mo- money side. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> and and he's, he's developed all of our business partnerships. He's really good at that. Um, so we were able to get enough money in 24 hours to run, uh, through I mean I still haven't gone through all the donated money it it was amazing to see and that was our business partnerships reaching out and helping us um, to be able to help them as well so it's it's been pretty cool uh, to see
0: so your business partnerships Chris how have you been able to develop those is that kind of where James comes in Um, is he uh, kind of a partner in this with you can you kind of explain that a little bit more
1: yeah, that's, that all kind of came out of our, uh, department of labor grant. So in 2014, we wrote for this grant, there are only 24 given out nationwide. Uh, we were one of two in Minnesota. Uh, and the part it was initially, um, a joint program with the department of ed and then the department of labor. But then, uh, the Department of Labor kind of took over the grant program. And uh, that was interesting to be able to be from the education side, working with labor. Um, uh, Cause that, you know, me being a teacher and Jim, even Jim too, saying that it was a good learning experience and it really helped us learn how to um, develop relationships between education and, and the business community. And so part of the, STEM program is to, um, it's called E3 STEM, which is educate, explore, and employ in STEM-related fields. Uh, and part of the grant, because it was Department of Labor, was to make partnerships with businesses. Uh, so, so that's um, what, and Jim was the head of the grant, and then I got hired in 2015. I switched over from teaching physics to running the lab and developing curriculum and um, developing classes that are taught out of the lab. The other role I have is I I help um, other staff and other students learn how to integrate uh, STEM activities into their um, um, their courses. So what we're doing is really unique in the country. Um, we are actually integrating STEM throughout our whole school and pathway. We actually have a K-12 pathway that that's been developed. And so the department of labor really helped with, um, help with us getting these connections with businesses and how to do it. And, and how, so we've been a a pretty good model for that. Um, we want to, an award from the FETC, which is Future Educational Technology Conference. It's been going on for almost 40 years, and we were the high school recipient last year, which was pretty cool. Um, So yeah, right now we have about 35 business partnerships from (laughs) everywhere through the medical field, through um, STEM industrial, businesses to car dealerships everything because it you know stem is really everywhere uh Mm -hmm. so so that's been really cool to be a part of and me being a science type that and doing stem uh it's really just kind of a natural extension of what what i teach anyway so (laughs) it wasn't too hard for me (laughs) to to jump into it it's like okay yeah that's that's good
0: so chris tell me this so um Going back to the dentist, that just happens to be a, a chunk of our clients that we work with. Um, you know, you you hit it right out right on the nose. The trying to get the PPE has been a real challenge, um, especially trying to get uh, well, what the Board of Dentistry has said the dentists need to have in order just to reopen their practice. Um, so tell me something: if I'm a dentist and if I wanted to, you know, use your shields, or if I, you know, how do I go about doing that? Well, what is the process for me to do that? <laughs>
1: It's been pretty, uh, organic, um, uh, (laughs) uh, we, you know, there are national, so there are groups that have kind of created these national hubs for distributing, uh, PPE. And I, I'd been approached by a couple different groups into doing that. Um, but what I really wanted to focus on and what we, you know, the, yeah, there are teachers that are helping do this. Uh, we really wanted to focus on first the Apple Valley community and then, you know, alumni and, and students and former students and staff and former staff and, and that connection. So that's really been our focus first. Um, and up until this week, we've had so much demand that we couldn't really keep up with it. So now, and we're, now we're actually getting to a point where we are starting to get a little bit ahead of the demand, which has been kind of nice. It's kind of like I can take a breath. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, what we've been doing mostly is getting emails from our business partners or messaging and social media for requests. Uh, and we've been tracking, you know, part of my job is running the machines and maintaining all the machines, and then um, we've been running them about 18 hours a day. We do let them kind of rest. Uh, you could and it, you could speed things up too. I don't want to do that. I like to kind of make sure the machines are aren't being overtaxed because then you have more maintenance issues. But um, yeah, that's so. So we've been kind of t- getting a lot of our information on requests that way through emails and social media and stuff like that. Uh, eventually, I'll probably tap in if we have extra PPE to distribute, I'll probably tap into these national uh, centers that are distributing stuff. But, but we wanted to focus local first, because You that, that's with our business partners and our STEM program, we, we wanted to help out here. And, you know, and, and with school <laughs> getting done, and then, you know, only two months away, we're gonna try to open again. Uh, There's probably gonna be a real need for face shields in in our school district. And we already have everything all set up for for printing and and assembling. So once we can get students back in there, I think that's gonna be a real good part of it. Um, The other um, issue I'm seeing too, I just saw, in the New York, New York Times, there was an article that they compared face masks to face shields. And actually, face shields are better to wear than face masks uh, huh. because they uh, do about the same amount of protection. When you're wearing a face mask, and you know, I'm, I'm wearing them all the time, you're always readjusting the face mask and your ears hurt and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, the Face shields are so comfortable that when you put them on, you don't need to touch them. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of, you don't have as many issues with um, getting stuff around your face. Um, so we've actually given um, face shields to um, some of our food service workers that are preparing meals for students. Um, we're one of the, App Valley is one of the sites in the district. Uh, we've been distributing about, let's see, I think five to 10,000 meals a week just oh. from our high school for for the, families in our community so and and that's happening throughout the whole district too so it's pretty cool to to see and so we're helping with face shields for that Um, so I don't really see this need going away for a while Um, it's kind of calmed down a little bit which is good Um, the face shields that are being mass produced uh, a lot of times from the doctors and dentists we hear that they collapse onto their face because the frames are made out of foam
0: and oh okay
1: the foam absorbs sweat so then the yes, foam material is done mm-hmm. uh these shields set off from your face uh so that you can wear an n95 mask underneath it uh so like the medical doctors and the oral surgeons uh that that i've been giving them to really like them because they can still wear all the other protective gear underneath and and still see um i gave um 60 to a Former student, that's a radiologist, and she she texted me. Says this is these are just amazing. I can actually see what I'm doing now because the ones that she had, as soon as they disinfect them, they fog up.
0: They fog up.
1: But, yeah, shielded. So um, the group that designed these pressa they're out of the Czech Republic. They they really did their homework. They worked with den- dentists and doctors and nurses to design a really good. Um, product. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad I did the research to get it right because they, they've been very, very well made. So, so that's cool.
0: The Dental Breakdown Show, sponsored by White & Associates Practice Consulting. Better business, better dentistry. They are practice management and consulting firm for dentists and other healthcare-related businesses. Their sole purpose is to implement proven strategies through online and in-practice visits and result in the personal and professional success of the dentist and his or her team.
1: Hi, uh, my name is Chris Lee. I'm a science teacher and the Fabrication Lab coordinator at Apple Valley High School. The Fab Lab is making PPE for the Apple Valley community that cannot get these materials. The gear we have developed has been a huge hit in our community. To inquire about requests for PPE or to donate to this cause, contact the high school at 952-431-8200 or email me at Christopher.Lee at district196.org.
0: So, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how your program has been a hu- has had a huge impact on the students at Apple Valley High School. You know, what has it done for them? How have they benefited?
1: Um, what <laughs> that's it, it's almost overwhelming how how well this has benefited students. Um, students are able to see at you know 16, 15, 14 years old how uh, their connections to real business and the community and what they can do to prepare for a career in, in that um, and that's I think one of the main goals of the Department of Labor grant it was really important to um, to, to show that and to have that set up and that's been probably the biggest thing um, kids are able to learn the skills that and, and learn the techniques and things that to, to get into those types of fields at a very young age. They also get a lot of career counseling. Um, and if you think of it, Minnesota's, I think, 49th out of 50 for the counselor to student ratio in the country. Uh, and so having uh, career counseling expanded through our STEM program is, has been one of the biggest benefits of, of that program. Um, and so I think what's going to be really good with what's happened with the PPE is we can integrate a lot of that into the curriculum that we're teaching currently in the Fab Lab. And we're also going to be able to integrate it throughout the rest of our school curriculum. Uh, I've looked at already other types of, uh, PPE that the students can kind of develop, um, I've had in our online courses that we've had to do I've had my advanced fab lab classes um, actually work on assignments where they look at different places in our community and in the country where they need to design something to hit that you know that need um, I'm also looking at um, not just the PPE, but there are other things that uh, we can do in our fab lab to, because uh, we have the capability and the machines to look at things like uh, oxygen level sensor meters that uh, the kids could build and design um, in the lab uh, that, you know, one of the things with COVID is a lot of people that were getting sick, they were, their oxygen level was dropping so low, but they had no, uh, symptoms of that, and then by the time uh, they started getting the symptoms, it was too late, and people were dying, so we can make um, the devices that actually measure that it 's a pretty simple uh, activity that kids could do um, so that 's one of the things um, I, I Jim do you want to Jim wants to talk i think about another well, just, of the business connection
2: well no it 's more just a um, anecdote i 'm not sure chris if Chris shared this, but um just listening to him give that answer, um, I think the original question was, how does it benefit students? Correct. Correct? Um, he referenced our Knights of the Valley robotics team. Uh, there's two students on there that have really taken, the. well, they're the captains of the team. Uh, one of them is Elijah, and, um, and Chris also referenced in our Depart- Department of Labor grant, it was really focused on building relationships with businesses and professionals like yourself. Correct. Um, very, very recently, well, months ago, Chris, myself, and some other staff members visited a company called Love Green Industries. They're located right off of Cedar and Egan. Um, they do industrial uh, oh, machines and.
1: Yeah, big, big projects. <laughs> they,
2: they do a lot of like crafting of. of
1: custom parts.
2: Custom parts and machinery which requires sometimes they'll get strange requests from business and it requires them to do design work and CAD work. And do you see the connection be, between what Chris was talking about here and the kind of experience kids are getting here and in the robotics team and that industry. So when we engage with that company, um, one of the things that we put a little breadcrumb out and said, well, you know, cause he showed us a part and he said, we need to, they, they want us to do have this part do X, Y, or Z. Um, well we said, I think both of us said, well, we've got kids that can do that. You know, if down the road, if you consider um, students, a lot of businesses look at us like, what, you're, you've got high school kids in the internships?
0: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <so>
2: <laughs> we, and they get blown away by it. <laughs> I'm
0: sure uh, they so probably we, do.
2: Slowly, we've been kind of getting folks to see that our kids are quite capable. Um, was it last week? I think it was the week before last, uh, one of these students, he's only a junior. Elijah was hired for the summer by Love Green as an intern. Um, he's,
1: he's 17, yeah,
2: 16. 16-year-old. 16 Just got wow. his direct
1: license.
2: Uh, so you can see the direct effect. And we've got a few other examples of that. Lots of job shadows, things like that. But that one in particular, I think you can see the A to, you know, A plus B equals C. They get inspired by this space and um, the applied learning that that Chris when I hired Chris on for the grant program, uh, there's a couple of reasons why we wanted him. One is, you know, long-standing physics teachers. Two is that he's a tinkerer, you know, even just in his home life. He, he, he likes to fix, repair, solve problems. Um, but one of, one of his directives when we hired him was, we don't want you to just teach classes in here. We want you to try to help us get that STEM problem-solving mindset spread to the entire staff. So he's had, I don't know how much he's talked about this, so I won't repeat a lot of it, but he's had almost every discipline engaged in this lab in one way or another, Um, you know, family consumer science class, doing interior design building tables using a big CNC router. Um, And that, so he's been kind of the spark plug and the igniter of getting people to think differently and, and, in doing more applied learning of content to solve problems, which is really at the core of what we're trying to do in our STEM curriculum. So, anyhow, that, that's my little addition.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Jim. So, Jim, tell us a little bit about, you know, what is your role in the program, real quick. I mean, you're the in charge of developing business partnerships, and you go out in the community and you're talking about, you know, the program how you're creating the PPE and then you're talking to other businesses, they, they come to you. How does that work?
2: Um, I guess, well, I, primarily I was hired to start and run the program called E3 STEM, which I think uh, has already been explained. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still run that, but my charge is kind of broadened in terms of trying to work with Chris and others to, really make Apple Valley High School a true STEM high school. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm doing a lot of work with a lot of different, through a lot of different angles, but the, one of the biggest pieces um, of that is to break down the barriers between business and community leaders and and, um, and, and try to open up those pathways between the two because there, there's been a, we've been siloed. Um, and that, honestly, for our population of students, all, it's good for all students, but we have a lot of students that are uh, come from households where they don't have professionals like yourself or us or whatever. Right. It's incredibly valuable for them to get out and be exposed and experience those different professional fields because they don't even know what they don't know. They don't know you know, all the different career field possibilities, like Elijah going to this Love Green.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He had no idea until he you know, got exposed to that that he could actually a career out of doing the kind of work that he was already
1: playing, becoming uh,
2: passionate about here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do uh, quite a bit of business development, um, utilizing, honestly, all kinds of connections, uh, that, you know, using connections to build more connections, just like, you know, you would do in professional networking. Correct. Um, I have no doubt engaging somebody like you will help us engage with other dentists, and other other professionals that will help us ultimately help us help our kids yep. get exposed and, and experience with careers. Um, that that has been probably one of the most powerful pieces when we get our kids with caring professionals um, to get them exposed to careers. We've had professionals involved in that career counseling mentoring role.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, now we're doing it more virtually, which is actually sort of an aha moment for us because it, it, it's so much easier for you and for the kids to engage. Correct. Um, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow I have a young man who's actually doing a, a Zoom meeting with a uh, orthopedic surgeon um, who's going into his residency, I think, or fellowship, I forget. But anyhow, that's the kind of thing that we are trying to do more and more of, and it ties in kind of that career counseling, for exploration piece. So I don't know if that was long-winded, but did that answer your question?
0: That did. That was awesome. Thank you for that yeah. information. That's great. Just uh, the more people can understand about your program and what you're trying to do, um, the the, uh, the better it is for you and the better it is for the, for the small business owner as well. If they can, you know, obviously if the, if you can uh, partner together, that's going to be a a huge addition for everyone. Yeah, nice. we
2: we really look for win-wins.
0: So Chris, it's kind of interesting. Your program, you know, um, you, you create the PPE, you're, you're, you're becoming a, a huge, you know, providing a huge service and a value in the community. And it sounds like you know, you're kind of getting, you're starting in Apple Valley, but you're starting to kind of branch out as, a, as people come to you or find out about what it is that you do and have a need for, for, what, it is that you're, for what it is that you're doing, this uh, PPE, because they just can't get their hands on it. And on top of all of that, you've got the kids involved. So it's a business community to to student type of relationship piece. So it's really, you know, it's really like, you know, Jim just, it's a win, win and a win.
1: Yeah, it, it really has been good. It's, you know, teaching science, it's been a a really good path for me. And, you know, there's ways that you can always excite kids when you teach them science and Mm -hmm. teaching, um, through the Fab Lab is like doing science on, on steroids, essentially, it, it is, I, I've seen almost any kid, any adult, their first uh, reaction when they come into the lab is their jaw drops. The adults, <laughs> I wish I had this when I was a kid. Yeah, right. While well, you're too old, it wasn't invented yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the kids um, look at it and, and see that they, they, you know, everybody has something that they're good at. They all have different intelligences. And what's so cool about the Fab Lab is that it brings out your expertise. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been pretty rare that I haven't seen kids and adults not be excited to come in and learn.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And they don't really even think of it as learning. It's kind of... (laughs) They're playing, um, and you know, a lot of times you get a lot more learning when you don't think it's learning, and when it's playing, uh, the the learning goes pretty deep. Uh, the the um, wh- One other thing I was gonna mention is that the the students that, that come in here and use the space, it they they forget about time. Um, the bell. When our cl- our formal classes that meet, when the bell rings, it's like, oh crap, we gotta leave. Um, nice. So that that's been kind of fun to see. You don't, you know, you don't always get that in other core classes that you teach. No. Um, a lot of times they will be waiting at the door, like um, for the bell to ring, and then to rush out. Uh, here it's, it's the bell rings, and they're quickly trying to put stuff away because they they lost all track of time
0: nice.
1: um and for them to be able to learn skills that they can bring and and these aren't just rote memorization type things where eventually you're going to forget it these are skills that they can use lifelong and, and not just um the science and technology field but anything that they do they're learning skills that are are carry over across Whatever you do, which is so vital, I think that has been one of the cool things that I've seen, um, and that's what kind of keeps me going. So,
0: <laughs> I well, like that great. part. I like that that's a that's a really interesting piece because you don't necessarily think about that when you think of a high school. That oh, by the way, we have this other piece that we're doing, and no one else is doing it, and the kids are having a great time. Uh, we can keep their attention; they're focused. Oh, and by the way, we're helping them teach life skills that they're going to be able to, you know, go out in the world and help change lives. It's pretty cool. Yep.
1: Yep. It's, it's That's been awesome. been good to see. I really enjoyed being part of this, this lab and this STEM program. It's, it's been great for kids.
2: So.
0: So Chris, tell me um, if I, you know, I have dental clients. Um, I know a lot of other people in the health, in the healthcare professional field. Um, if they have a need for your product, how do they go about uh, getting in touch with you?
1: Hi, uh, my name is Chris Lee. I'm a science teacher and the Fabrication Lab coordinator at Apple Valley High School. The Fab Lab is making PPE for the Apple Valley community that cannot get these materials. The gear we have developed has been a huge hit in our community. To inquire about requests for PPE or to donate to this cause, contact the high school at 952-431-8200 or email me at Christopher.Lee at district196.org.
0: Thank you for listening today. I'm Christian White, the CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. If you would like more information on today's topic, you can contact us at whitedentalconsulting.com breakdown. Keep those teeth white and see you next time on the Dental Breakdown Show.